What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Just Too Sweet Show, episode number 78. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're on the I am Double T, Tim Tavala. With me, as always, is my tag team partner, Mr. Eric Zan. He's over this way. Uh, no matter how many episodes we do, I'll never get the fucking camera straight. Until me either. Me practice, either. I'm, I'm doing okay. You got to practice it at least once. Yeah. So, man, what's been going on? How's everything going? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, doubling down on a lot of the work. I'm doing double shifts here and there. Uh, and the farm at, with, at the restaurant, I'm doing double. Like I work all day at the store. Then I'll go to the restaurant, help my buddy Frank out. Then I'll go after work. I'll go to the farm, uh, trying to learn as much as I can before uh, we hopefully, uh, you know, get it. We're still uh, in the process, which is going good. Which is going good. So um, yeah. So just uh, doing a lot. And tonight, like I said, I got home. Uh, a little late, wanted to relax, do a, do a show. I was looking forward to this show all day since yesterday, so I'm ready to rock, ready to roll, ready to strut, ready to stroll. You're a, you're a good, responsible human being, Eric. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know, I, I put on a good front. It's And keep talking because I'm sharing the show out right now. Yeah, and uh, no, it's fun because, <laughs> like, uh, with this good weather we've been having, we're able to do a lot with the farm. Like, Bill and I were working on irrigation today, which is cool. And uh, the restaurants, it was, I work on a Monday night, so it's slow, but um, it's uh, usually like on the weekends, it's pretty busy. So I can't do two double shifts in a row, dude. I did it last week, dude. And then about, I like, I was like a walking zombie. Like I'm still tired right now, but I was like way worse, man. It was, it's too much. Two days in a row of working uh, 18 hours is no good. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't believe, I mean, I believe you, man. I believe you. Oof. Well, Who's up, Mr. Terzio? Oh, welcome. welcome. I, have a I, have a I don't even know what that means, but oh, well, I can. Hey, Frank, I, I, I can make you black and blue and all American, uh, whatever you want. I mean, I'm not the chef. I'm the dishwasher slash. Uh, once in a great while, I help prep, but I am not the chef. I'm not the cook. I am the dishwasher and the runner. So, but I can there get you. it for you. There you go. That that'll, that'll work. That'll work. All right, let's let's jump right into the. Wrestling, jump right into the wrestling. Wrestling. It's been a little quiet in the wrestling front the last couple of weeks. It has um, been. No major news. I mean, nothing major popping up. A uh, little slow on the news area too. But we did have WWE backlash. WrestleMania. They're calling it WrestleMania backlash now. Yeah. I, why? Why are they doing that? Because it's basically rematches from WrestleMania or results from WrestleMania or okay. still the shit from WrestleMania. Um. Okay. Frank Terzio wants to know where the boss is. We don't uh, know where the boss is. He's, he never shows up on any. He only he only likes to like. Uh, I mean, the Met, he, the Met show. He likes the Met show. He gives he gives you know he he, he gives streamline reviews. Yeah, he gives Ed all these kisses and hugs and and loves and teddy bears to all his shows and you know we we get the we get the back burner so you know whatever. So you, you, even even though we're heading up there on uh creeping up on a hundred and fifty for the A to Z. Where we still want our, we still want just two sweet tag team titles for our gift I, for our hundredth episode. I don't know why we wouldn't like. I don't know why we wouldn't. We're going to be the only second show to reach a hundred. By the way, that's right. We got to get it going, Jeremiah. We're going to get to that too as we go into uh, WrestleMania backlash. So let's jump into it. I'm not going to go in any specific order. I'm basically going to go by I think by what the matches were the best ones. Yeah. And surprise, surprise. Well, not surprise, surprise. I guess. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins was probably the best match we had again. Two I, uh, in a row. I saw a lot of chatter about that, and they, they both were getting a lot of praise. Um, you got to understand, though, like uh, what people don't understand is back in the day, Tim, we were only able to watch the match and then talk about it amongst ourselves. Uh, there wasn't internet spoilers. There were internet fanboys. There were internet inside information, which kind of takes away from the luster a little bit, but it's still... It is what it is, and we have to deal with it. But seeing, and I watched tidbits of this match, and I, I have to agree, it was it was a it was a stellar match, and these two were working good together. And the fact that Cody won by uh, pulling the tights, I have no problem with that. No, I think it's funny. I, I, think, I think you know you, you, the good guys have to do that every now and then. Yes, they do. Do what they got to do to win. Uh, Cody bounced back yesterday, last night, and had a uh, U.S. title match. Really? Which he, lost, which he lost because Seth Rollins interfered. And kept him from uh, winning it because mm. he's a you know sore loser. Mm. That's good Whatever though. 
still, it was a good match last night. It was a good match. I, I again, I'm impressed with Cody, the wrestler, uh, but I'm already tired of Cody Rhodes, the talking, yeah, diplomatic fucking executive. Mm. I'm already tired of that dude. I think I think he should like a little less talk, a little more work, because yeah, his work his works fantastic. Because you're not you're not the you're not the executive of AEW anymore. You're just a fucking worker now. So just shut up and and you're not you the know. American Dream. You're not Dusty. Which, he, but he's using Dusty. He's really poking out that Dusty was world champion. I need to be world champion type thing, which is Listen, fine. Yeah, is, but, he, is he going to beat Roman Reigns? No, uh, I don't. I I I don't think so. I don't think so either. But you got to. He shouldn't be the person to beat him either. The other thing, Tim, is is you know, and I'm going to say what I say. I think his brother Dustin does better promos than him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, too. Uh, Terrence, you know what? I kind of thought it was a decent show. And I, I'm very hard on pay-per-views, but I actually thought it was a pretty decent show. Yeah. I had, you know, I had no problem with it. No. Uh, what, uh, what, writes, you see the brushes Cody had on his back after Ronald, yes, and on the front, on his chest last night from the chops. No shit. They beat the shit out of each other, and I respect the hell out of that. Nice, good, That's good, sure. good stiff match. Well, uh, what else was on the pay per view, Tim? Oh, um, yes, I'm not going in order. Oh, god, this one Bobby Lashley versus Omos, the rematch. How they already ruined Omos from being the monster because he lost. Uh, but this time Omos gets the win with the help of MVP smashing Bobby Lashley in the face with his cane. Then he gets the win. Who cares? Yeah, that... I don't care. No, I, I, Lashley doesn't do it for me either. I don't know what it is about that guy. I, I Jack, can't get on. I can't get on board with him. Jack wants to say hi. And there's a cat named Jack. Yes. A cat, and, and it's a girl cat it's named girl? Jack. Yes. Oh, that's Jack, interesting. Jack is a girl. Say hi, that's Jack. Okay, is, Jack's going away. Why is Jack a girl? Um, you'd have to ask Lauren that. She named her twelve years ago, so I just know her as Jack. Jack. Okay, that's fine. Oh, does it Jack Jack like the Incredibles? Is it Jack Jack like the Incredibles? He wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. but but it's yep. the girl. But, but why it's not a girl. Name, why not name it Violet? The Incredibles. Um, Violet's mo- one of the most overused female names nowadays. I think so. Lauren's okay. a little more, you know. Okay, I'll go with that. She has a mustache too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also had the rematch: AJ Styles versus Edge. Edge continues to go into this Godfather. Yeah, priest, well, like, like 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 cultist. What's the hair thing all about, dude? What's dude, the hair? What? I kind of dig the hair, though. I don't know yeah, what it is. I'm digging I, it. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, too, Edge is in the best shape I've ever seen him in in his life. Yeah. Like, he's not yeah, a gangly, skinny, whatever. He's built now. He's he's ripped. That's probably because, you know, you got to protect your neck as much as possible. So the rest yeah. of you got to be all jacked up and he, he kind of go. He and uh, Brian Danielson kind of shot that load too quick, the uh, retirement thing, huh? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, they were out years, though. Not like they, they were. were out weeks. They were, but nine. Still, I mean, he was out nine years. He missed I mean, nine years, Edge. Nine years, but still, like you're in the Hall of Fame. Like, dude, come on. Like, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. That's just that's here nor there. Well, and well, AJ Styles loses to Edge again due to the uh, interference by our the brand new member of the new faction called the Judgment Day, and oh. the new member, like I told you two weeks ago, is Rhea Ripley. Ray Ripley also posted up there. So he's got girls. He's got a girl. He got her and Damian Priest. He got so far. Huh. I don't know how big this faction is planning on getting. But right. I mean, they're pretty cool. They got this cultist, scary, religious, like creepy religious thing going on, kind mm-hmm. of in a way, like a cult. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. I'm I'll, I'll have to look at it a little more because I I don't I haven't uh, I haven't paid attention too much to it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty good storyline. It's not bad. I like bad guy Edge anyway. Okay. Always will. I like Edge when he first got there, like the mysterious. Do you think you know me? And he'd run through the crowd. I thought that was cool. I really did. But uh, um, okay, next we had Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. The match I really didn't care about. Mm. I just don't like Ronda Rousey. I can't get on board with her. She won, right? She won. I quit match. Charlotte Flair supposedly broke her wrist. Which I already looked up. It is a work. It is not real. She's getting married, right? It's, it's kayfabe. She's taking some time off, so she's out with an injury. I'm sure she'll come back and win five more titles in the next year. So don't worry about it. Yeah. But yeah. Why can't I get on board with Ronda Rousey, Eric? I don't know why I can't get on board with her. I, I think that she's not putting. I think she's doing this because it's okay. 
I think Rousey was at the end of her rope in UFC for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it seemed like her, her the, the wind was out of her sails, so to speak. And I think the logical step for her was to try professional wrestling. I don't think her heart and soul are in this either. I think she appreciates it, and I think that she's doing okay with it. And she's smart because she's making a lot more money. But I don't feel she is fully invested. Sorry about the shaking. I don't feel she's fully invested in her career. You know what I mean? I can see it. What, Lauren? I can see it. Because she got her, Lauren said, because she got her ass kicked. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't, in real I don't life, know. You mean? I think in the UFC, she means. I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't follow that much, so. Yeah, she didn't get her ass kicked the last two times she fought. That's probably what it was. And I, and <laughs> I think, Tim, another reason is that, I and I, you know I'm not trying to put down uh, you know uh, cross promotion or different sport athlete multi sport athletes I'm not trying to put them down. <clears throat> I don't feel she respects the wrestling business as much as she should. And I like I said I I think it in what for what why you can't get behind her I'm theorizing that because I mean you're 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 not just a fan you're a student of the game you've watched wrestling for 45 years. You know a good match. You know well, somebody forty years well, at least. Forty years. <laughs> at least but you 40. know, so you know when somebody's putting <clears throat> putting it in. You know when somebody is 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 for it. In this day and age, I hate saying it, but I think things get more to be more trendy than they do passionate. And like you can tell a passionate person about wrestling to a trendy person about wrestling. Like it, it it's very apparent. So my feel is is that she is just doing this for a payday. I think she appreciates wrestling, but like, come on, she's she cares more. I think about um, getting herself out there than she does concentrating on making herself a better worker. Because you know what, you can throw a hundred people in an arm bar or a chicken wing or whatever else she does. Uh, you know, a French onion dip rollover. I don't know what she, what what her moves are, but you know what I mean. Try to respect the business and the sanctity of the business, and be a wrestler. Don't be. Like Brock Lesnar, like I get tired to be honest with you, seeing twenty eight suplexes. Like, oh wow, what's he gonna do? A suplex? Huh? Yeah. Super kick. You know, come on. This is why when he actually does a real match, you're kind of shocked. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit, he can really and do it's, it. And, and it's usually good when he does a real match, which is it, it, it really is. Just, He's a good wrestler. Man. Yeah, he, he is. Um, what's next? Next up, we had Madcap Moss. He beat Happy Corbin. Nobody cares. Yeah, I like Madcap Moss as a wrestler. I don't like this gimmick where he tells mm -hmm. jokes and. That's it. Mm. It's a dumb gimmick. Leave Happy the Corbin. I I always liked Baron Corbin. I thought he was a great villain. This Happy Corbin thing is that he's annoying as shit, but it yeah. doesn't pull me in as a villain. It doesn't pull me in as a, you know, whatever. Appre appreciating the heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then of course we had wait, that, that's not main event though. Was it? What was the other one? Oh yeah, that was really it. And of course we then we had the the bloodline. We had uh, the Usos. And Roman Reigns, they beat up on uh, Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, and they got the victory. So proving that these guys are never going to lose ever, ever again. Yeah, and that's great, right? Like, oh boy, you know, don't give, you know. And Tim, I've said it before. You said it before. I don't think they mix up. I think if they're going to have a feud, have a feud. I think there's too many pay per views. I think that there still should be like B show, B TV shows. I mean. Wrestling had a good formula, and it wasn't just a WWF. It was it was all the territories. You know, they had their A show, their B show, their spot shows, house shows. I feel now the way things have changed that, that with, with the dynamic, um, these new fans can't help but to be like, like the they want the instant gratification, and and they know like all they know is like they see the same match for three months, and then all of a sudden, boom, this guy's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's no oh, build up. Sure or anything anymore but that's just you know i'm just throwing that out there for because you mentioned like the bloodline again one again it's like okay it, it, i'm over it it's almost like the end of the nwo never yeah. gonna lose never, never gonna, gonna lose. lose and we we know what happened there you know yeah uh jeremiah you're absolutely i was gonna bring this up too as as on raw last night alexa bliss made her big return and here we go again with she had a phenomenal gimmick Mm -hmm. But she was the whatever the hell she was the new uh Bray Wyatt, the new fiend. She was a female fiend, she was creepy, she was funny. The fiend, 
they brought her back with her normal music, her normal look, but she's still carrying the creepy little doll. Really? And Jeremiah, I, I was like, what are they doing? Like, well, I mean, th that was such a good gimmick for her. And she loved it, and everyone loved it. And here we go. They're gonna they're gonna screw this up because why she's back? Like I said her she her normal yeah. look. She was smiling, normal music, but she's carrying the creepy doll. What yeah. does that oh, mean? So it's kind of a mix of the two. A mix of the two, I guess, or something. I don't know. It's. Uh... Well, I don't know where they're gonna go with this. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. And you know, Pritchard. I I try. I don't try listening to Pritchard. I catch I catch him every now and then, and he's. He's such a WWE suck ass. Like he doesn't know anything but and he all he'll do is try to convince you that everything the WWE's doing is great. He won't even critique himself, even if he disagrees. And it's like, come on, Bruce. Like grow a grow a fucking set of nuts but underneath those 17 chins you have. And and fucking just tell it like it is. You know what I mean? We understand that Vince McMahon is your idol and you'd never do anything to cross him, but like there needs to be like I think what you're insinuating. We need a little more depth to the product. You know what I mean? And but what happened to sticking with what works? Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't forget exactly. Alexa. Alexa Bliss has want that she she took off for her wedding, but yep. she was ready to come back a month ago. Oh, but, oh. but they they had nothing for her to do. So you're telling me you're probably one of your best superstars. One of the most over superstars you have. Yeah, you have nothing for her to do. I don't buy that either. The fuck does that mean? Like, how, yeah. how does that possible? We have nothing for you to do. We have nothing for you to do. I mean, that doesn't they, make any. They must know something we don't, because they're still very profitable. I mean, I know, I know, Turgeon has brought that part up. They're still racking up money left and right. Oh, dude, they had the best quarter they've ever had. They said, "I read that." Not, and why do I care about this? Like, dude, we never knew anything like this back in the day. We it's just true. knew. The wrestling, and that's I think what takes away, like I said, the magic. And I mean, we've done. I've said it a hundred times. I don't need to keep saying it. It's just I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shirts for us. Uh, bring back kayfabe. Bring back kayfabe. Perfect. Bring them. Just, just too sweet to bring back kayfabe. <laughs> Speaking of kayfabe, uh, Eric, I let you. We wanted to start doing a little deep dive into the old pay per views. Yeah. Now we we've been doing strictly WWF WWE pay per views. We did do the whole nightmare that was halloween havoc we did we covered a lot of those which we did all of them which was probably one did of my favorite shows we've ever done dude they were they, they were so bad oh we had such a good time on yeah that show it was so great uh i would go back and try to find that episode if anyone haven't seen that one yet please we had such do. a good time ripping apart every single halloween havoc one of the worst pay-per-views every year you've ever seen in your life Dude, it was they were they were such good shows. Even with all of us, I mean, you would you know with Bert, who you know he when he gets fanboy, you can't keep him. You you got to reel him in a little bit. But no, dude, it would they were so much fun, dude. That they were those Halloween, like you just said, do yourself a favor and go through any anyone that says Halloween Havoc, you are gonna not you're not gonna be disappointed. Yes, it was great. Anyway, Eric, you you this time picked. I did. The Great American Bash, 1990. Tim, can we go? Can we go on record and say 1990 was one of the greatest years in history, especially for us? It had to be. Let me think. You were probably down in Queens in in eighth grade. Well, the Giants won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they beat the Bills. Yeah, I mean, this, well, technically it was 1991, but you know, the season was 1990. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good one. I would say it was a good one. I'm I'm very fond of 1990 because of because of pop the pop culture associated with that year, the year before that year and the year after. It was a very phenomenal time for pop culture, and it, it, it ingrained a lot of things in into us. You know what I mean? Because there were very significant, very vibrant um, aspects of pop culture, whether it be wrestling, music. Television. I think also I think I was my first real girlfriend that year. Mine too. Mine if too. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I dated Tracy Davis, who is now Tracy Lanner. I think I dated her back then. Hmm. Yeah, for like you know, know, I don't know, off and on, but I anyway, don't I don't remember. But um, after watching this pay per view this morning, mm -hmm. Whew, mm -hmm. I, got some, I, I got some good notes. You got a lot to chew on there. 
Yes, only because I have a problem with all these finishes, except for two matches. Were they dusty finishes? They were boring finishes. Oh, boring finishes. Well, let's get yeah, give, let's hit me, man. Let's see what we got here. I thought they were extremely boring finishes. We do have a couple funny. I have a couple funny. Uh, Jr. said one of the greatest things ever in the history of man, which we'll get to right away. Um, <laughs> but let's start off. The first match wasn't on the, the network, which they do all the time. David Sierra defeated Mr. X. David Sierra. Yeah. Who was that? And. I get, well, like, I, wait, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Is there any? Yeah, can you give us info on who uh, even Cuban even Mr. X, Cuban professional wrestler known as the Cuban Assassin? Oh, the I, Cuban Assassin. That's David Sierra. Yep. Okay, who is Mr. X? Mr. X. Is that like Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker or something under a mask? Was Moondog Rex? Moondog Rex. Moondog Rex still wrestling in 1990. That's fucking mind-boggling. Was he or was he not the very first Demolition Smash? Dude, he was born in 1950, and he's still going in 1990 as Mr. X. 40 years old. Yeah, wait, ready? Uh, just because just it's popped up. Moondog Rex. He's Assassin 1, Assassin 2. Dead-Eyed Dick, Detroit Demolition, Dr. X, Moondog Hawkins, Moondog Rex, The Nightmare, Randy Collins, Randy the Mountaineer, Ripper Hawkins, Shadow Number 1, and the very first smash, like you said. I knew it. That's, mm. a, that's a hell of a goddamn... Have you ever looked up Demolition's very the initial debut when it was Axe and Smash? But Randy Colley was actually that guy was actually. Have you seen that? I have never seen it, dude. It's on YouTube. It, it you can do both. You can. It's there's a video. Somebody somebody fantastically put up Demolition's debut, which is Randy Colley, and then they put up Demolition's debut with uh uh Smash. What the hell is his name? I forget his real name, but I know what you're talking about. The real yeah, they, they did that my favorite, debut, too. My favorite smash. Yeah. That, now, that was a dark match that lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. Wow. Anyway. Barry, Barry, Barry Darso. Barry Darso. There you go. Um, problem number one. Smash number two. Flying Brian Pillman defeated Buddy Landell, who is using the name The Nature Boy. You didn't know that? No, but how do you use that name when Ric Flair is on the same card as you? Oh, dude, this how, is... How do, you, how do you get away with that? Hang on a minute, dude. Okay. I mean, I, I know Playboy Buddy Rogers was the nature boy, and Ric Flair got it from him, but they weren't in the same... Uh, all right. Together. I, do you want me to explain this whole thing to you? I would you, love to hear it, because it bothered never... the hell out of me. Like, this guy had the balls to be the nature boy on the same card, it's, it's, but it's... Ric Flair is defending the title. It's not even that. Um... So you never watched Territories or NWA. You were a WWF guy. Yeah. So you never – so Buddy Landell always started out as the nature boy Buddy Landell as a tribute. This goes back to 83, 84, 85. And, dude, J.J. Dillon even managed him and Jim Crockett um, when he was – when J.J. was doing the Four Horsemen. He managed Buddy Landell because they all saw something in him because he was the nature boy Buddy Landell. It's like – it's the same thing as, like, Hacksaw Butch Reed, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, they a lot of guys use the same name for a different gimmick or whatever, but Buddy Landell has always been the nature boy, Buddy Landell, because Cornette, um, here we go with, with Jim Cornette. But he, if you really want to know about stuff, Tim, I really think you need to start thumbing through uh, the Jim Cornette experience because, and he, he, they even segment like videos. Jim Cornette talks about Buddy Landell. Jim Cornette talks about this or that or Tim Horner. But dude, he will explain to you the history of all this stuff that happened in those days. So Buddy Landell started out in the late seventies, early eighties. One of the two uh, started out in the territories. He was, he was, he's a great worker, um, solid in ring style and his image. He was in his on and off screen persona mocked that of who he really was. He was like another nature boy. And I, I believe they were friendly and I believe they were on good terms for him to use that. Um, but he's always been a nature boy, Buddy Landell, like even five, six years before that. So I understand you're shocked and everything, but it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing new. He's always been nature boy, Buddy Landell. I just thought it was weird that considering that they're both on the same card. Yeah. They like, well, have three guys named the giant. Like, it's just always, he's yeah. always been nature boy, Buddy Landell. And he's, like I said, dude, he's, um, like I said, I, I really wish you would have, like, it would have been so great if you got into the NWA back then and all that, because 
like there's a lot of stuff you'd be like holy shit that like holy shit that like there's a lot of shit that happened dude it's so cool but well, yeah he, he's always been buddy landell or nature boy here comes one of my problems this let's match, hear it i said i have a problem with all the finishes except for two this finished on a flying cross body mm -hmm. boring from from pillman coming flying cross body off the nothing, top nothing spectacular Oh, one, just off the rope. One, two, three, over. I was oh. like, all right, all right. That's I'm, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge it. Like, like that's cool. Whatever. That's a it's a wrestling. Thing. Yeah, dude. You're that's dude, that's that's NWA territory wrestling. And like I said, had you had you been a fan and watched that alongside all that, even if you watch world class see, I watched world class, I watched the AWA, I watched everything, and I read about everything. So I was always like in like you know what I mean? I was I was well rounded and um but like that's territory wrestling, dude. Like it's it's a it's a spontaneous, like almost to throw you off a little bit. Like or or the match was going shitty. That could be another thing. And the ref said, All right, they said to take it home in the back, and boom, Pillman hits a crossbody and wins. I could see that too. Okay. But, uh, well, and then we go to the next one. Oh, this is one of my funny my funny ones too. Uh Micro Captain, Captain Mike Rotunda. He was captain then? Okay. Did he have the hat? From Syracuse, New York. Yep. Defeated the Iron Sheik. Oh. Now, now, now here's how bad. Uh, fuck the Hulk Hogan. But now here, here's how bad back in the day you do not mention the WWF if you were WCW, NWA, whatever. Mm -hmm. All they kept saying about Mike Rotunda was he was a great college athlete at Syracuse. Great That's college it. athlete at Syracuse. Didn't mention the fact that he had tag titles. With Barry Windham and WWF, mentioned nothing. He was a good college wrestler at Syracuse. They said it like five wow. times. I'm like, Let's did you mention, mention the huh. fact that he's a former tag champion or something? You have to mention WWF. And the Iron Sheik even. No mention that he was world champion at one time. They didn't, huh? No they kidding. Just like, just pretty much ignored over. Oh, yeah, he's a great professional wrestler, bodyguard well, to the Sheik, all that kind of shit. No, he so so they didn't even acknowledge that he was the heavyweight champion or a Pan American wrestler or nothing. Wow. Now here, uh, you want a little fun fact about Mike Rotunda? Give me a fun fact. No, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the ending. So go ahead. Uh, Mike Rotunda is actually from Newark Valley on the. He, that's like the deposit on the other side of Binghamton. Like Newark Valley's out. We go out past that way. So it's the same distance from Deposit to Binghamton, but west, not east. That's where he grew up. He actually wrestled guys in Deposit when he wrestled back in the 70s when they were in high school. Nice. Yep. Uh, so. This match ended on a backslide. A simple from Rotunda or from the Sheik? Rotunda backslid the Sheik and got the win. See, see that's not... See, but it, to was, me, it wasn't like a raw. It was like, ah, uh, backslide. See to me, it's I. I'm, it's normal. I get it. That's a that's a, a normal finish. Like that's how things happen like that back then. You're you're used to the high spot, big. You know what I mean from the WWF. Yeah, I get it, Tim. I understand. I but, am. I'm. I'm a, I think I'm a fan of the big spot. Actually. Yeah. See, I'm. I'm used no, to the like the big the big finish. I should say. Yeah, and that's another thing that kind of um, hampered the business a little bit is Vince's big finishes when it got to the cartoon era of wrestling and it, it didn't focus on the wrestling, but they did more of the entertainment, but dude, these territory guys, dude, this is how, that's how matches ended like that. That's so to me, I, I'm not shocked at all, like at all. And the, the line of this match was, uh, before the bell, she attacked Rotunda, uh, beat him up pretty much badly. And then <laughs> he basically called it, which you could never get away with today. Later on in the match, he goes, "Yeah, Matunda's still trying to, re re you know, recover from the Sheik's terrorist attack." <laughs> That's so great. And I started rolling. I, like, I got to rewind that. I got to rewind that. Yeah, terrorist. I like, he actually said terrorist attack. That's so good. That <laughs> no is way. so good. No way you're getting away with that shit this today. And it's too bad because it's funny. It is. I thought it was funny. Just like when they say Pearl Harbor. Pearl Pearl, we got Pearl Harbor. Now you can't even say that because it's going to offend somebody. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, oh, here we go with another one. Doug Furness. Oh, Furness. So you never knew about him either. Dutch Mantel. Now, Dirty Dutch. Dirty Dutch. 
Dirty Dutch, by the way, is probably one of my new favorite names. Dirty Dutch. Where was where Dirt- is he? Where was he from, Eric? Dirty Dutch. Dirty Dutch is from, uh, I believe, something. Uh, well, he's actually, I think, originally from Georgia, but I think they bill him from something Kentucky. No. Where's he from? <laughs> and this is one of the great names too. He is from Oil Trough, Texas. Oil Trough, Texas. That's right. Oh my God. And, and they, they had a five minute conversation where Oil Trough, Texas was. That's, I was like, that's fucking hysterical. That's typical NWA commentary. What's the the, the commentators were good. There was Ross, Soley, all those guys, but Soley. Uh, he's kind of he's monotone. Yeah, he's uh, another he's another souffle, and he <laughs> comes around to the turnbuckle, and yeah, yeah Gordon Soley's yeah. But. He, he entered. He interviewed Harley Race, and it was like the two worst talkers ever. Mm, Tim, you mean you don't like Harley Race when he talks? Harley Race did that interview with with him, and it seemed like he, like uh, what's his name, Ricky Soley? Bobby. He didn't know what to do with his hands. He's like, and he's just been there. I'm gonna beat Wildfire <laughs> Tommy Rich tonight. Oh man! I was like, I can't deal with this. But you, yeah, dude, you, you, you would be like I said. It would be this would be like a normal, and you'd have a different look of it if you followed, like if you watched that stuff, but you didn't. You know what I mean? So it's hard to. I and I understand. You never. And you're not used to it. Well, where does Doug Furnish get off calling himself the world's strongest man? Because Doug Furnace actually was a world-class power lifter, and he was extremely strong, and I believe he had a squat record for a long time. Okay. I don't buy and he it, was okay. he was extremely powerful. Extremely like, powerful. You gotta look a lot better than him to be called yourself the world's strongest man. I'll tell you that. Um yeah or no. It's I think it's subjective, but he was like I said, dude, he was very, very strong. Yeah, but the world calling him the world's strongest man, that's a that's a re but that's that's the hyperbole of wrestling, how they, you know um, what I mean? T- 25 bonus points. You tell me where he's from. Furnace is from Oklahoma. What what part? Uh, Binger. Commerce, Oklahoma. Commerce, yeah. Oklahoma. And JR even said it. Doug Furnace is the second most famous person out of Commerce because number one is Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle, okay. Commerce, Oklahoma. So we got Mickey Mantle and Doug Furnace coming out of fucking Commerce, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Oh, Tim, I, <laughs> I, love, I, I love your, I love your love hate of the territories. You're like you, you, you appreciate it, but you're like fucking yeah. ripping it apart. No, but here now again, how did this match end? Mm. On a belly to belly, a belly to belly. So, well, dude, snap you, belly to belly. I'm like, you got to remember though, dude. Like these were, these were. Hello. Oh, hi, Victoria Ann. I'm not here. <laughs> so, um, no, dude, you got to remember, like. Things have been so blown out of proportion now that a DDT doesn't even finish anything. Oh, but back course. then, dude, back then, dude, uh, like a solid belly to belly, like Magnum TA's finish was a belly to belly. Dusty Rhodes was the bionic elbow. Like, dude, that I, it was. I can, I can buy the bionic elbow because it was a whole, you know, there was a whole lead up to the bionic yeah. elbow. Not but like- sometimes a belly to belly used to knock the shit out of you, you know? So. You got to remember, dude. You're going to defend it. I'm going to bash it. That's just what's going to happen when we talk about this stuff. You know what's going to happen. I have to, man. I have to. (laughs) It's just, like I said, the WWF and slash WWE just blew blew everything out of proportion. You know, it's like, you know, it took the, I think it took the magic out. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, But anyway, what's what's next on the the bash? Pull away from the mic a little bit. Oh, on the bash. Yeah, you were screaming. Well, I was, oh, I was, were, I was leaning. It was, it was loud. That's all. I was leaning forward. Like this is what I was doing. I was like this. I was leaning forward when I was talking. Is that better? Uh, yep. And the one that I was talking about, Harley Race defeated Tommy Rich. Again, okay. I, I, I've never got on board with Harley. I'm sure Harley Race is one of those dudes that'll kick my ass even when he was seventy. Yeah. But I never got got on board with that guy. Seven time world cha- NWA world champion back when it uh, was the most prestigious title. Oh, Tim. Know. Tim, know. oh my God! I don't like Harley Race. I never did. I, I know he's not one like of my him. favorites either. But I didn't like him he's... when he was the king. I didn't like him anyway. Eric, what was the finish on the, on this match? Harley Race for who was it again? Uh, Buddy Landell. <laughs> oh no, Tommy Rich. Tommy Wild Rich. Fire. Oh, Wild was fire. it was it the Luthez Press or the Pile Driver? I would I would respect either one of those. Okay, we're a small package. 
it was a it was a flying cross body reverse to a small reverse. package. That's how which, they which I'll be okay with. I'll be okay with that because it was a reversal. Man. But if it was another flying cross body, I would have been fuck this thing. I probably would have I probably wouldn't have watched the rest of it. Oh Tim, I'm so oh Tim, you're <laughs> you you're breaking my heart, man, with this. No, I'm, oh. just saying. I'm just saying I, I, I know it's not it, dude, it's not your style. It's not what you you're, yeah. you, I, I, dude, I really, I, I do. Need, I understand. I, I understand. A, I need a leg drop. I need a pile driver. I need an elbow. And I you need, need the, a, I need the a, possess- I need, a, I need yeah. a fucking tombstone. I need a DDT. Yeah. I need that kind of shit. Yeah. And I get that. Cause you're, you're not wrong, but I mean, I mean was- don't get me wrong. But the greatest match of all time. Some people consider Macho Man and Steve ended on a goddamn small package. Yeah. I was okay with that though. That, right. And that's, and that's just like, I'm okay with it happened here. I'm okay with it because it was a certain situation. Right, but I think when you're a Harley racer or, or one of these characters, you want to end on a yeah, get, get my attention. In other words, yeah, and you know what? I have to agree with you a little bit because doing so many finishes like that, it's going to start being like, oh, okay, so what's he going to beat him with next? Is he going to like trip over him and and fall on him for a pin? That I do understand where you're coming from, yeah. because sometimes you need to be reminded, like. A high impact move makes the crowd go ah. Oh. Because let's be honest, is is a is a cross body off the ropes like is that is that super exciting? No, it's not. It's not. So on that aspect, Tim, I absolutely agree with you. Okay, once we once we get one in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see something. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I even wrote. I even wrote. God damn it, one of them because I was so annoyed. We'll you were so to- pissed. You're goddamning <laughs> your notes. We'll get that in a second, though. Uh, the next match. I, this is the first time I think we've had both expresses on the same card that I've seen. Oh, midnight and oh no, they've they've been on quite a bit. But uh, well, this the first one was a Midnight Express, which is Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. of course, defeated the old Southern Boys. Oh, wait a minute, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Yes, it was. And this was for yes. the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. Oh, the, the U.S. titles, the U.S. tag titles, they they were around forever, dude. You never he, knew that either. No, I knew that. Oh, you I did? Knew that. Uh, 18 minutes this match was. It was... Oh, they do Broadway's, dude. It, uh, it was a good match. It was a good match. I'm not going to bitch about this one. It was fun. It was, it was a good, you know, but... One thing I'll say, what you'll see when the crowd it's, it's coming up next. Uh, although next was actually the debut of Vader. Oh, this is only did, two. And he, who, who did he beat? Vader beat, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the Z Man, Tom Z. Tom Z. That's right. That's right. Squash I was gonna squash him in 216. Yeah, I was, I don't know why I was gonna say Greg Gagne, but yeah. And this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to squash a guy in 216 when you're big Van Vader making his debut. No problem with this one whatsoever. 100%. If now it was next, anything but that, it would have sucked. Now, in my opinion, the next match is where the crowd finally like, woke up. They, were, they okay. were pretty there for the Midnight Express match, but this one is where they really they got pumped up. This is the Steiners versus the Freebirds. Okay. Now, me personally, this is 1990 Freebirds. Mm. Mm, whatever. Mm, yeah, 80, they're not 80s Freebirds versus Devon Eric's was a totally different story than 1993. But this was a match that was very entertaining, very fast, no really slow slowdowns, bad spots. Actually, you know, there were a lot of bad spots, actually. That was because <laughs> I don't care what anybody says the Steiners, as good as they are, well, Scott mostly gets out of control and just starts chucking people and doing and see he almost hurt him a couple times. Oh, Steiners were notorious for being super stiff and overly rough. Yeah, and they were. This, Rick this Steiner match. was fun, though. Rick Rick was a good wrestler, dude. He was Rick, really good. But see, Rick caught a, he he had one bad uh, suplex. The, the, the power slam thing? Yeah, he had one bad power slam, which almost killed the guy. But then the yeah. other guy came off the rope. He caught him and did a fucking beautiful one. Okay. But Rick just, he went to do the Frankenstein and almost killed Michael Hayes. Yeah, that's so was the, like, Steiner, the Steiners were a little reckless. It's, yeah. See now that match ended on, on a shitty ending too. But it it was from a Frankenstein to a, to a whatever the hell Rick does, 
Uh, that ended the match, and that was okay. I was okay. Does he do like a? Does he do a belly to belly or a bulldog? He did a belly to belly. Okay, but it was after a Frankensteiner. Oh, okay, so it really wasn't just a, a normal belly to belly. So, so he already had the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that. But okay. yeah, I didn't realize these guys were very stiff, very rough. Oh, the Steiners are notorious for being being rough. Yeah, there was a couple of spots where I was like, "Ooh, ooh!" I was like, "Oh, that's not going to be feel good tomorrow." And no, like and I said, th- this is this is nineteen ninety Michael Hayes. Yeah, he's not he's not in good as shape as you know Freebird mm-hmm. Michael Hayes. You know, I mean, uh, Von Eric Michael Hayes. No, and you know, uh, like I said, the Steiners are tough guys in real life too. So it's like you know they're they're just they're they're tough guys. Uh, now the next match, Eric, was the one I was most interested in. Okay. Only because I had no idea El Gigante was in WCW before he was in WWE. What? I had no idea. Tim. No idea. And then when you see who his partners were for this six-man tag, it is uh, El Gigante. Go ahead, if you remember. If I remember. Go ahead. I think one of them was... One of them was... I can't go ahead. Not Big Josh. No, Junkyard Dog. Oh, the dog. Okay. And Paul Orndorff. Oh, Mr. Wonderful. Okay, cool. Versus the Four Horsemen. All Four Horsemen. Who at that time were Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious. Yep. Sid was a horseman for a while, which is a pretty cool horseman. You didn't know El Gigante started there? No clue. Oh, Tim, man. I thought, I thought he just came in and w does a stupid fur wearing no. monster guy. Oh, Tim. Tim, I'm gonna cry. Why? It's just Eligante. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Is he alive? Is he still alive? No, he died. He died he a long died. time ago. He's, yeah. he's too big to be alive. He is. He, there's no more room left on Earth for him. Is <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He was. He was. But this match, this was like one of those. Just let's just throw this match away. S- super gimmick match, yeah. Yeah, super, super gimmick, gimmicky. Match. And as good as Dunk, you know, Dog and Orndorff were, there was like this is just out of their element. They, they weren't, yeah. They had to carry him, and and like think about the poor, think about Arn Anderson and Flair and them like bumping for this guy and having to, you know, gimmick like a, a, a hip toss where he probably really threw them. You know what I mean? Like, so I heard this guy was immensely strong. Like he just did not know the limits of his own strength. Well, he was what seven. Seven foot seven and a half. He was almost, he's nearly eight feet tall. Jesus Christ. You know, speaking of El Gigante, when he was, when he did come and he was the giant Gonzalez, you remember, I remember WrestleMania uh, nine where uh, they were, uh, Jim Ross was like, well, I don't know how tall this guy, I, I, I believe he's near seven foot seven. And he goes, I believe he's 18 feet tall. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so great. I think one of them said like seven eleven, like to be a like to be a dick too. I was like seven eleven. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Like because they build him at eight feet. So what's fucking what? Seven foot seven, three inches? Fuck come on, that's nothing. That was crazy, but that was a crazy ass uh that was that was that was the one I was interested in. It's just to see Junkard Dog and Paul Orndorff. And, yeah. Junkard Dog died when? Ninety eight. Was it that late? Yeah. Shit, I thought he died yeah. a lot sooner than that. Not that no, I'm trying the- to kill. Kill car, dog, but uh, car accident, I think. Yeah, yeah, that I remember. But I thought he died a lot sooner than that. Yeah, that's why I get shocked at all these, these WCW old school. Oh, dude, you, like all, I said, all the old WWE guys. Well, that's why I, I I'm so happy you want to do these because, like I said, you're gonna see things and see guys. You're gonna be like, what? Wait a minute, what? Like with the Al Gigante, with uh, you know what I mean, with the other guys that you were mentioning. Like they, they, everybody started. Pre WWF, you know, a lot uh, of guys didn't like working for the WWF either. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a little more cushy with WC, you know. But then again, everyone says that they didn't know what the hell they were doing. No, it was a, it was a chaos. It was a mess. In WCW it was just a it mess, absolute mess. Uh, next up, we got Doom. Ooh, Doom. Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, great tag team. Yep, with Teddy great Long. tag team. And they defeat the other Express, the ugly, the two ugliest people on the planet. The, mid, the rock and, and roll. And Robert Gibson. Oh, uh, ugly. And dude, you, you would not believe how over they were in the mid 80s down south. Like, you would, you would. Dude, they're still like, wrestling. And they're still over, too. If they you are hear the still crowd. wrestling and they're, they're still over and they're still the ugliest people I've ever seen. And you just don't understand it. It's just like, dude, <laughs> I watched a match with them versus the Fantastics, or not the Fantastics. 
maybe it was the Fantastical, whoever it was, I just couldn't believe the crowd, A. B, they were literally, like, fans were pulling, scratching, jumping over security to get to them. And the pop was unbelievable. I just could not. But that was Southern wrestling. It was a totally different culture, a totally different um, genre. They, that's also was the long hair. That's all it took. Yeah, long hair and, and a couple bandanas. And Leonard okay. Skinner intro music or whatever. Oh, yeah, Leonard Skinner. <coughs> um, and then we get to our main event. This is a quick one. And the fact that it has to stay when I'm reading this, and it, again, it bothers me so much. Sting with Ellie Garte, Junkyard Dog, Lex Luger, Paul Orndorff, Rick and Scott Steiner, with all of them. They were lumberjacks around the ring, but they were okay. only there to keep the rest of the horsemen out. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we skipped your match. I'm sorry. You skipped, you skipped my favorite match. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I have things to match. say about this. This was the match that you wanted to actually, why you wanted to watch this one. And yeah. that was Lex Luger defeated. Defeated. Mean Mark, Mark Callis. Callis. Mean Mark Callis, with, for you layman's terms, that became The Undertaker. Much was, he with, was he with Paul E or was he with Teddy Long? No, he was with Paul E. Paulie, okay. Two two short years later, this man would become the Undertaker. A year, really, right? This eighty nine, right? A year, no ninety. Oh, 90? Oh, so later, what? What? That was in the Great American Bash was July, right? So by November, he was the Undertaker. No, was it? 90? Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah, it was, oh, it was 90. ninety. You're right. It was yep. ninety. So he was. Uh, he was now okay. So he I have probably, some. He, he was probably fired after this then, or let go after this. Well. I, I have a story, Tim, uh, about this whole thing leading up and, to it. And then we'll talk about the goddamn ending of this one. Yeah. Well, so um, Mean Mark was basically told by Ole Anderson that he's never going to draw a dime in this business. He's yep. he's big. He's got a good look, but he can't work for shit, and he's not over. So he was told even by everybody, by Hurd, by Anderson, by everybody, that he's never going to make it far in this business so they offered him the lowest like the base contract and actually i think they said that's all we can do if we do and but i believe they did and he declined he was ready to accept it but then he declined it because pritchard got wind of him from paulie paulie said hey listen this guy's amazing and He's young and he's agile and he's 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 gonna go on to do big things. You need to get him now. So Pritchard's like, well, send me a tape. So he sent him a tape, and Pritchard immediately was was smitten with him. So by the time Pritchard got around to getting Vince to watch him finally, he's like, Vince, you gotta see this guy. He's fantastic. So what match did Vince actually see of the Undertaker or of Mean Mark? This one. Whereas he said it self-admitted his hip was out. He said the match absolutely sucked. Mm-hmm. And he said out of all matches, Vince had to watch this one. And Vince said, oh, I'm not impressed, pal. No, that's a waste. I don't I don't want anything to do with him. And Bruce is like, no, you this was this was an off one. And it took like three months for them to con- for to get Vince convinced that he really Vince convinced that he really needs to give this guy says. So then he saw him again on whatever tape. And uh, because listen, they flew him to his to Vince's house and met with him and Vince told him well right now he all this is all he said cuz uh Undertaker misunderstood him he goes at this moment we don't have anything for you and he's like oh okay cuz he thought you know I'm going to Vince's house he's having me here we're joking around then he says that and he's like fuck so he leaves he's like I gave my notice at WCW and all this other shit so I guess his contract had expired and he was sitting home and the phone rings, and it's Vince McMahon. And he goes, you probably heard this one. He goes, hello, is this The Undertaker? And and Mark's like, yeah, this is The Undertaker, you know, and that's what clicked everything off. So this match was very pivotal pivotal in his career. How did this match end? Oh, God, you had to ask me that. This match ended on a... Was this, was this the, did Luger come off the ropes? The second rope on this one? No. No. Okay. I'm off then. Go ahead. I'm on way a, off then. On a goddamn clothesline. 
not and I'm not talking about a heart attack or a doomsday device or a clothesline from hell on a fucking normal off the rope clothesline. And he, he dropped pinned, on him and pinned him. And he pinned the mean Mark Callis. Horrible. You, yeah, that's not, terrible. horrible because we know what he would become later on. But but horrible also because a, I, I mean, you could tell, right, watching this, that Undertaker didn't feel good, like his his leg. He wasn't moving. Yeah, right. well, yeah, he wasn't the same guy yet. Yeah, he, wasn't he wasn't the same really, guy, but you know. he was in pain. He said his hip was out. He said his hip was out. He said it was yeah. it was out. But, no, dude, disappointing. Very, And, you know, let's face it, Luger's okay, but he's not that great. No, Luger sucks. Yeah, fuck Luger. Luger can't carry nobody, ever. No. And, by can't. the way, I, I forgot to tell you that Doom won on a flying shoulder block. Double? Again. Nothing's no, nothing oh, just, special. Nothing special. Just a regular, normal flying shoulder. This, this, that was my again, problem with this entire pay per view. Horrible finishes, in my opinion. Yeah, but see, like I said, had you been uh, an avid watcher of all these, it would have been you would have it would have been none the wise you would have been none the wiser or thought about it differently because that's how that's how they went, dude. That's how wrestling really was. Like Vince is the one that like. They, they used to reserve the big, huge spot finishes for, like, major, major, major matches and because the, they couldn't do those every night. That's why guys get hurt all the time. That's what gave these guys longevity was spot wrestling, match but wrestling, this, chain this wrestling. Is a, this is a pay-per-view, though. It is, but think about the status of WCW back then, NWA. It was in shambles. You had Jim Hurd running shit. He was trying to make Ric Flair Spartacus. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it, it was so – the writing and – they didn't even, I don't think they wrote. They just, the booking was terrible. So, Dusty, well, like said, du- Dusty in, left. In the main event, though, like you said, was uh, Ric Flair versus Sting. Sting finally got to win the title. Uh, we had a bunch of lumberjacks around the ring, so the horsemen couldn't interfere. This mm-hmm. match ended on a small package, but this makes sense to me. Yeah. The Ric Flair going for the figure four, a natural thing is whoop, you roll him over, you, you pull him down, you roll him over, you get the win. Yeah. A good win for Sting. Again, you, what do you say about this match? It's every Flair Sting match. Everyone. Yep. It's this and again, is it good? Sure. It is good. Two two guys know what they're doing in the ring together. But when you really look at it, it's like it's the same goddamn match. Even the last match ever on Nitro was, was Rick the Flair same Sting. goddamn match. But to be fair, Tim. You could say that Rome, every Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match is basically oh, absolutely. the same. Absolutely, and, and and like they, I I feel that like they took the wrong aspects. Well, that Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar is is a finisher, 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 finisher. Take a five minute break, clothesline, backdrop, suplex, finisher, finisher, finisher. So the finishers mean nothing anymore. No, that and I, that's I, exactly that, why those are the complete opposite of this. Yeah, complete opposite, like complete other end of the spectrum, as right. far as fucking this one goes. But I feel like now wrestling nowadays took the wrong pieces of old school wrestling and used them as opposed to chain wrestling, uh, rest periods, um, when to do spots, when not to do. Now it's just spot, 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 spot. They don't know how to wrestle, and I oh, think no, that's an. We've said it a hundred times. As much as I love the big spots, if you can't do the big spot in, in the natural flow, exactly. then I don't want to see it. Because exactly. I don't want to see, like I said, the, the, the biggest spot I saw was Adam Cole on top of the cage to the Panama Sunrise off the cage onto the fucking ground. Phenomenal yeah. spot. It looked, looked like everyone died after they hit this mat. But the setup, it takes five minutes to set it up. Mm-hmm. All right, you, you put your leg here. I'm going to put my leg here. Right, it's yeah. here. You got to put your hand here. Is your neck okay? Yes, I'm good. It's too right, telegraphed. Then it's, it's too like, telegraphed. what the fuck, dude? You're up there tweaking. You know, you can't not see them talking. Are you yeah. ready? I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's terrible. Okay, let's go. And then they go. It's, it's absolutely terrible. That's a major problem. I mean, if you can pull that off in 30 seconds and get the fuck off the top, it's going to be one of the greatest things you've ever seen in your I, life. I just, I just don't think that today's product is worth me being invested like I used to be in because it's not, it's not the same. It's not even the same because wrestling, the formula is basically the same from the twenties to about the, the late nineties, early two thousands, even mid two thousands. But then all this bullshit, like they all looked at, they're all like, they're all like five foot 10. They all weigh between 
180 and 220 pounds, except for like, you know, Big E or Drew McIntyre. There's a couple cool guys that are big and muscular, but they all do the same moves. They all do, you know, the suplex, the super kick, there's belly to belly, the DDT. You know, it's like there's there's not any originality. And when they try to get original, they can't. Like you said, you made a very, very good point. There is absolutely, and and not all matches, but 90%, there is no natural flow. It's almost like everything is written so precise that they fuck themselves up when they, if they forget something. Man, if you just forget it and fill in the spots by calling it a ring, it's such a better match. It's yeah. such a better match. Well, this is why if you, if you were to get an AJ Styles versus a, like I said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm a big Adam Cole guy, they're going to have one fucking great match. They're going to have a five-star match, but it's those, oh, we, got, we have to do the spot at the top rope. All right, you can do it, but you got to make it. You got to said you got to keep that flow. You can't put a guy in the top rope and have the setup take two, three minutes. No, then you, you can't. Then you hit the big spot because by then you're like, it's almost right. like they don't know what they're doing. Like yeah. it's like, why are we up here? You know, it's like you got to be faster than that. You got to let it in because you could do that spot, uh, or even just a regular suplex on the top rope. If you can get that set up real quick, real fast, and the flow of the match. Looks ten times more better than it does when a guy. Hundred percent. Like you said, and again, I hate to knock on the women, but that's exactly what the women do. It is. The women, the women take their sweet ass time to set up a goddamn suplex off the top rope because they want to make sure their hair is okay and everything's good and the boob ain't gonna fall out and all that other bullshit. Dude, I just can't get on with with modern wrestling because of the way. It, I mean, I, like I said, I understand things are the way they are. I understand that. Um, I understand that wrestling is the way it is, but dude. It just doesn't even follow. It's like they don't want it to be professional wrestling anymore. They really want it just to be sports entertainment, and it's not. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, I said AEW is a little better at that, but they a little better, but they're really they're really not. Like it's it's it's. I don't know. It's not the same anymore. Um, I try to get into no, it. I, I try I'm, to stay with if, it. If, if we're talking about flow, I'm just saying they flow a little better. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yes, they do, they do, they I mean. flow That's, a little better. They, you know, it's, it's a lot more like, natural. Like, yeah, there's a, a, there's, there's natural a better than... progression to it. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, dude, it's like they they still can't help but like do the, and it's almost like everything's too indie because indie is high impact, high spot. Because you got to remember, when you're wrestling in a gym in front of seventy five people, you got to either make them like into it or not. Because let's think about it. If you got Buddy Landell. And uh, Tom Zink wrestling in a gymnasium with seventy-five people, and there's like a ten-minute, uh, you know, a ten-minute uh, art or a, a chin lock. Like everybody's gonna get up and go home. You gotta have high impact. That's why they say. You ever hear the term? Somebody will say he's too indie style. Yeah, that's what's happening. So, all right, I thought it was a good. Uh, we had a good little show there. We're gonna be looking at way more of these pay per views from back in the day. I'm very interested in watching. A lot more. I want. I want to check out one from the eighties. We got to pick. Yeah. Got to pick out a good one from the eighties. I. I, I was want, thinking I, about I that. The, I want the Road Warriors and I want Flair and I want all the same card. Should you know, do like a Starcade. You should do a Starcade eighty-five or eighty-six. You should do. Um, if you want world class, they did a great one. The one where Kerry won the title. I think it was. Uh, they called it Star Wars. Believe it or not, look them up. And it's it's eighty four in the Texas Stadium, and dude, a phenomenal pay per view. Again, you're going to be like, "What the fuck?" But I think if you watch a few of these, you're going to understand how the indies no, work. You know, or the see, my, I'm not I'm not trying to knock the finishers. I'm not. All yeah. I'm saying is, you see, I understand, I understand the difference. You know, mm-hmm. like back then, anything could happen. You you could, you could win on a fucking clothesline or a backslide or whatever. Now you can't do that shit anymore. No, you can't. Yeah, we as, and as it's, a, a species, it's unfortunate too. But we as a species, we have no attention deficit. We, we have, you know, we're fucking, we're not entertained by that anymore. We're not. Yeah. You know, we have to progress, I guess. Yeah. This, this is why Jeff Hardy gets on a, a 35 foot ladder instead of just a 10 foot now. He has to jump off, you know. Exactly. You got to keep third, going higher or they're going to be third, like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, third floor window now instead of just a ladder. And by the way, Victoria Ann, I'm, I'm not sitting here or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a good. I think we should, we're gonna wrap it up there. Just just hit the hour mark. Just perfect. Yeah. The hour. Perfect. perfect that was hour. great. That was fun, dude. That was really fun going over that. Oh yeah, man. I can't wait to watch another really... one. It's gonna be. I'm yeah. Watch another one. Yeah. Why don't uh, you yeah. you you should go through and find 
something that grabs your eye, dude. Because I, I think I, I'm gonna Google greatest NWA pay per views of all time and see what pops up. Okay, and I'll pick one out of there for next Tuesday. Sweet. So, like I said, next Tuesday we'll be back into episode 79. We are creeping forward slowly but surely toward 100. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. We might even start doing two a week just to get there faster, boss. I'm I'm okay with that, boss. Oh, well, how would the boss know? He doesn't watch anything but Granny's Peach Tea anyway. So That's forget true. it. That's true. And Skyline reviews and and Skyline reviews. Well, he watches that. He, he watches every Granny's Peach Tea. He, he's number one in the Ed Camus fan club. And you know what I mean? It's like now we're we're not even on the back burner. We're on one of those little Coleman grill things out in the woods somewhere. That's true. You know, but I, Skyline I, reviews, you know, go ahead and get all Disney because, you know, you're the boss. You're the one that always critiques every Disney thing and all this stuff. But now all of a sudden you're this big super Disney fan. Not buying it. Not buying it a bit, bro. I agree. Uh, so that's going to wrap us up. But let's let's see what's going on for the rest of the week. Yeah, Honestly, I, don't, I don't know what's going on for the rest of the week. I don't know when uh, with baseball season in full gear. I don't know when Granny's is going. Are they going tomorrow? I don't know. They uh, Ed, Ed, as he usually does, ignores everybody else in the chat, but like puts down when he's going to go. So that's you know what I mean. So I believe I saw that he said he's going eight o'clock Wednesday or something, so depending tomorrow. on de- depending on the Rangers game or so, I don't know. Whatever. Oh yeah, depending on the Rangers and the Yankees. I just I just like to tell I just like to to stab at Ed because he'll he'll totally ignore everything anybody else is saying, <laughs> but he'll just tell Steve like, well I'll be involved with the thing and it, like, well I'll be going back and forth. You mean Steve and. Whoever, then that'll just go. Randy's Peach Tea, just so you know, is going on, whatever and whatever. So I just think that's funny, and I got to so take a jab at Ed. So I don't know when they're going, but they're going. They're going. Uh, and Steve will be watching show, it. The put it in the book show. Don't know when they're going, but they're going. Mm, I haven't heard that one either. Skyliner views. They're going. Don't know. When they're they're going, going, but they're going. But they're going. That's gonna be our new slogan, I think. Don't know when they're going, but they're going. I don't know when they're I, going, but they're I going. do know what's going Friday. You do? Well, Fr- w- would you like to enlighten me, Tim? Tim, tell Friday. me what's going on Friday. Friday is the episode number 50 of the A to Z program. What? That guy and this guy. Me, episode you? 50. And me? On, let, people, let, let people soak this in for a minute. Let's on do it. On Friday the 13th. Ooh. I mean, the fucking stars have aligned for that. Tim, th- this could not be more... Absolutely perfect. I just wanted to lip sync. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, Tim, we're you and I. Uh, listen, dude, you've been on board for probably seventy-five to eighty percent of these since uh, somebody, you know, dropped off the face of the planet into you know they must have fallen into uh, the ionosphere of guilt and shame. I don't know where David is, but he's around somewhere. And I'm sure he'll pop in every now and then. But Tim, as always, has been my faithful tag team partner, my faithful uh, friend of the end. And and we got back together for the A to Z program and made the – we remade the Tonight Show in our own image. And we have done a – I think we've done a stellar job, Tim. You've, you've, you've been – you have been Andy Richter, Ed McMahon, and uh, – Johnny Nitro all all rolled up into one. <laughs> so I got to thank you for that. I got to thank Absolutely. you for, for coming this far with me on 50 episodes. And, you know, like I said, when work gets crazy and I can't pump, I wasn't pumping them out last summer every week. Shit happens, you know, I, I, it shit happens. But listen, we've been doing them pretty good here since the beginning of the year. We've had a lot of fun. We're going to have so much more fun this summer. And like I said, this episode, we're going to have trivia. I've got T-shirts to give away. Only one. You get to win once. Okay, you get you win, you get a T-shirt. You can't win anymore. Um, I'm gonna have, and I'm gonna. I have uh, at the moment. I have new logos for an alternate logo for stickers too, for bumper stickers or whatever stickers. They're gonna be coming too, so you could be the first to win one of them. And when they become available, I will send you one. Uh, Tim, we're gonna have people popping in here and there with any luck. Uh, We're gonna share out um, the link to stop in and say hello to us because this is a. This is our thank you to you guys, the fans who have been with us, who tune in, who listen after the fact. But it's 50 episodes, Tim. We did it. We're here. We're on Pop Culture Pros. We are the greatest talk show on the internet today, and we just happen to be on Pop Culture Pros. And even the boss gave me his solemn pinky swear bucket of oatmeal oath that he will be here on Friday night with us. So, Tim, we're going to have a great time. 
like I said, I thank you. Thank everybody for the 50. We're going to do, we're going to go 50 more like you wouldn't believe. And Tim, this guy, we're going to have a hell of a good time on Friday the 13th. I'll, think I'll, about that. I'll believe it when I see it that he's there. Me too. But I'll believe it when I see it. I uh, me too. Maybe if we call it, maybe if we call the AZ's peach tea or maybe, maybe you call it, put it in the peach tea or put it or, or put it. Yeah. Put it in the tea show or something, you know, <laughs> put it in the peach tea. <laughs> I like that one better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Come back next week. We'll do another pay-per-view. We will keep you updated on all things wrestling, but for now, popculturepros.com. You haven't joined that. Join it. Go on YouTube, Pop Culture Pros. Click the like button. You'll get alerted to every show that comes on. Say bye bye, Eric. Yes, you will see bye bye, Eric. One second, Jana. Um, uh, yeah, every every <laughs> audio, Spotify, uh, Amazon, we're all on there too. That's Jana. Oh, you know what else we're on? <laughs> what? Your sister's ass. That's right, we are. And Margaret, you pop in to say goodbye at the last second. You could have said hello before. And Margaret, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Come on, Marge. You can't be doing that stuff. You, you can't. We, you gotta. Yeah, give, give us a little love here. Yeah, get on the show. You know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're on every audio thing. We are on Facebook. Join uh, the Just Too Sweet Facebook page. We have two of them. Join it. Look, look for both of them. Join both of them because I post on both. Uh, and that's it. We will see you guys next week. Let me get the video ready. Yes, here it comes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you might not you might like not us, l- but learn to love us. Because we're the best thing going today. Woo!